0: Hello, you lovely people. Welcome to our podcast, Six Years Aside, where my sister and I, more than anything else, plan to catch up on a weekly basis and talk about things that matter to us the most, or so we would like to
1: believe. We have both lived better part of our adult lives in different cities, which have often resulted in disconnects for longer periods of time without talking or chatting with each other. Recently, due to our constant conversations, that has improved.
0: And since we have seen the power of conversations in bringing us closer and are aware of each other's thoughts, especially during adulting, we thought we would have them more frequently. So hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Mikhail.
1: Hi, I'm Sana. And we are keeping our six years aside.
0: Right. Trivia. I was born in 88. And Sana was born in 94. That makes an age difference between the two of us of Mm -hmm. six years. And I think this has been a constant source of like comparison, discussion, point of reference, and so many other things from the time we could make, you know, some kind of sense of it.
1: Right.
0: I think that is what I want to talk to you about on this podcast. Yes. Uh, You know, starting from our childhood to growing up, uh, schooling, College and then work Mm. life, and how in these six in in these whatever thirty two years for me and twenty six years for you, how this whole uh, age gap and age differences kind of played like you know
1: um, Mm. sort uh, of cover up between nineties and two thousands in this episode.
0: Okay, so which is which is primarily our entire uh, better part of our our growing up years and stuff. So (laughs) yeah, I mean you know we, we possibly. There's so many things where there's age difference in terms of how we were staying in a joint family setup, uh, you know, sharing, sharing a TV or like, you know, the earliest times mm. when we got like some kind of gadgets or, you know, interacting with cousins and relatives, mm. uh, smaller things like, or maybe bigger things, I don't know, or, you know, having a personal space for ourselves or not. Uh, yeah. What it really meant, like in terms of, uh, uh, you know, what, what living in a in a in a city like Nagpur really meant, like mm-hmm. uh, for the two of us at different stages. So, uh, you it's know, it's pretty
1: minimalistic, so, and we kind of grew around it.
0: So, I mean, I remember like way back uh, watching shows like Chandrakanta and Top Ten on Doordarshan. Uh, memories. Yeah, to like you know watching tara and hasrate on z tv and going further into yeah. like during my high school days into like watching kyoki and kahani on a star there was enough there was enough i mean you don't you don't remember those years of uh i mean the general feeling that you have is of we had the basics covered pretty well right
1: yeah
0: yeah so i think i mean even like in in terms of uh, you know stepping out or like uh, how how for us basically uh, fast food meant like <laughs> uh, you know mostly like sandwiches and samosas because maybe of the area that we stayed in the and stuff and also like I know in general where, while we were growing up in terms of the differences or uh, and not really like best,
1: like we had our own flavor with sandwiches and samosas which might be lacking somewhere in burgers and pizzas you know like I would never miss out on a combination when I come back to Right. or I be I mean, Nagpur and then you know uh, we used to like have our own uh, house favorites mm-hmm. uh, in the menu like sharing paneer um, <laughs> and a couple of dishes we used to fight over and I think <laughs> we took kind of this pride of being the kids in the house the eldest kids mm-hmm. um, like with our, I mean, with grandparents, you are your favorites when eldest mm-hmm. and maybe you just have them and there are no other cousins. So you want to like show your um kind of, um you know, like ownership over things that mm-hmm. this is mine and I want more. So, uh, but then still we were congenial on like sharing music, playlists, books, Um, you know, thanks to Nana's library. We had um, our own chunk. And we added more to it. And we're adding more to it. Right. Um, and some hand-me-down. Uh, thanks to you. Like Sony headphones. Um, <laughs> t-shirts. You know. Mm. So, yeah. Um, childhood was interesting.
0: Yeah. And and another interesting thing of like, you know, that age difference and stuff is like, I just wanted, like, I thought a frame of difference would be like the TV shows which we are watching. And do we <laughs> do the... Do the two of us have the same memories of watching?
1: Is kyuki saskavi bhavuti and kahani har ghar ki.
0: Ghar ghar ki. Not har
1: yeah. ghar ki. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Long but a lot of meat in there.
0: So, do you remember these things? Like, are these, are these commonalities with, between what we were watching? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, our grandmother kind of added. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: what about about, uh, cartoons do you remember like what were the cartoons or stuff that you were watching as a kid like I remember cartoons very clearly I'm not sure if you were
1: I can rate a few Okay.
0: like I remember I used to come back from school and used to watch like SWAT cats and centurions
1: Mm. you have to wait to grow up and uh, you know feel that because six years was just like I'm the kid and you're the adult until that um, you know the gap kind of dissolved in itself and it looked all similar, and we had the same set of freedom to do things. And yeah, you it kind of take time to have your voice. So you know, like I didn't want plan to like match up with you, but I think uh, when two individuals sound like uh, in um, on the right band way, um, like wavelength, uh-huh. by not forcing it but just developing like an instinct to match a wavelength. So now I think as an adult, I don't need to struggle much than I used to as a kid. So, and the opportunities also kind of um, are distributed as per mm-hmm. your, you know, maturity and things like that. They're not served to you in your plate. So that's, yeah, that's I think- That's a very
0: interesting point actually. I've never thought about it like that. Uh... <laughs> I thought it's like the age difference is just like ubiquitous in the sense like in our lives and it just stays. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm more than interested to kind of explore this uh, this point further as we talk about. Uh, so, you know, I think just like how I am saying I have a particular point, I want to ask you uh, mm. as a younger sibling, what did that difference really mean? Like, do you remember any like Points or 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 what was your feelings about this whole six year gap as a younger sibling? Uh, predominantly, if you're saying if it's the childhood way you remember it, does anything come to your mind? Or mm-hmm. so and also like growing up in terms of what it meant. Uh, I think we already spoke about like samosas and sandwiches as our stuff because we don't really have mm-hmm. like you know McDonald's or KFCs or those kind of places. Though what mm. we did have was our Nagpur special, uh, CCD, which was there, like, it just mushroomed up everywhere. And mm. I have, like, my earliest memories of kind of meeting friends there. Uh, mm. Was that something, like, common for you as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, CCD uh, was the common hangout for a lot of time, you know, because Nagpur mm. is just a small city, Um and uh, it was trying to create that atmosphere like other places you know so i mean obviously um, we hadn't reached the level of starbucks but we were happy we were in our comfort zone of doing what we could you know with what we had
0: yeah man i think in the early days ccd used to feel like wow this amazing coffee place that has that is that has come into the city and then it's only
1: so years, It was a hip to be at CCD.
0: Yeah, and it's only later, it's only later than we realized that, wait a minute, like there are other better things also, which could possibly know <laughs> I mean, no offense to CCD. We love it. Um, I've had some really great memories over there. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like CCD and then there were these two major theaters like Smriti and Liberty next to each other. And that is what meant like. Watching cinema for me, uh, uh, I love how i say cinema as I well was watching some art films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, That's whatever movies and stuff. Yeah, uh, this is all like pre-pre YouTube, pre Instagram. Uh, mm. So there are there are commonalities in terms of this, like where the six years hasn't really played so much of a difference. Uh, we have like the same overlaps happening over here. Like for example, we went to, we both went to. CBSE schools had a similar kind of an upbringing and a background over there in terms of you Mm -hmm. know uh, being more disciplined and you know we we didn't go to a school where it was very okay to bunk or miss classes or go around anywhere else and I think that's common Mm -hmm. between the two of us Uh, Mm -hmm. but once that part period got over and then the whole college scene came in and you know me stepping out and you kind of being in the same city I think there were a bunch of interesting things which and you know in the during the podcast i think we want to explore and talk about that and same goes for like our jobs and professional lives so i think i feel like yeah. over there there are like quite a lot of uh, uh, interesting nuggets to kind of talk about uh, so mm-hmm. we've had a share of similarities and differences and way uh, opportunities and privileges you
1: know came our way so but you know i felt the difference more as a kid than as an adult in terms of yeah. opportunities yeah they used to uh, like air on particular times so you have those nice memories having breakfast having dinner with some of them and how they shaped you okay i
0: think if it's breakfast then it has to be over a weekend right because otherwise you would be rushing to school and stuff
1: uh true yeah so there was a six year gap right mm-hmm. and um, it seemed like a barrier <laughs> you know to um, and i didn't want to cover it It was not a life goal to, like, be the most ideal sibling. Um, But I think um, that's the, I guess, like, part of life to see what you don't have. And maybe if you like it, you can have it. So, I mean, um, most importantly, like, um, having, like, a positive environment to grow in, like, a conducive place with the right people people to guide you. And I think you were a sort of a guide in my childhood in a a distant way. So, you know, like um, a younger sibling who is just a single child is a little different from having a sibling. And I think um, maybe I might not have taken it in the best spirit in childhood. Maybe I just wanted an elder sister. And as I grew up later, I realized that uh, having a big brother was a, Great decision by God, I think. Mm,
0: otherwise otherwise you should probably like go to mom and ask her for like a ring. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a little late now for it, but uh <laughs> there's one which is still up for grabs. Like mere ko, mere ko yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: Realization. galore yeah. What does an, for me, what do a sibling mean? Uh yeah, mm-hmm. I
0: think I think I think for me it was like, hey, I'm the only person. I was like, maybe I I was never so conscious about it, but it was like, okay, now you have a little sister. And then when mm. you came, I remember like you know on the fifteenth of August when you were born and you were in the hospital and they were like, I I think we mm. had gone to school and the flags and stuff and we came back and you were there, this little little bundle of joy as everyone was. Thank like, you oh,
1: for telling moment. me that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I used to adore you as like a. Uh, uh I, Like a little girl when you were, you know, like maybe four or five years old or even younger than that. Because you were like really cute and you had these puffy cheeks mm. and stuff. And when I say adore, I'm not like, I'm not those kind of brothers who would be like, you know, all affectionate onto their siblings mm. or like lift them up and pick them up. But in my head, I used to like really, really <laughs> be fond of you. Be like, oh my God! I'm like so blessed to have this girl because she's so pretty and cute and. Thank you so much. Chubby, chubby in a sense like not chubby really. But I like was a heavy
1: off-key. kid.
0: Uh, oh yeah, you were a heavy kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, also, uh, uh, you you always had this way around uh, uh, things, right? Like uh, as kids as kids do, and then normally mm-hmm. uh, uh, people normally keep saying like uh, you know. I mean I remember I, I had to be like the more uh one which was like always seeing like okay what is expected of me and let's do that. Mm. And for you it was like uh <laughs> <laughs> like it's okay, will be better. And then and then as, as when you were very small, it didn't really matter. And then as you kept becoming like, you know, like a like an adult or a teenager and stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, like when I was a age, I was way different than all. Uh, so I think that, that's what I remember and that, that just kept growing like yeah. and I think it's a little unfair uh, in general to be comparing like I think a elder sibling mm-hmm. falls into this vicious circle of uh, letting you know, go comparing always uh, letting or of letting go or, or yeah or, or of like comparing and being like oh when I was that siblings like my younger sister's age what was I doing or was I, was I more responsible or was I more studious yeah. etc and I think if the narrative works in your favor, you will do more comparisons. If it doesn't work in your favor, then probably you would not. So, hmm. uh,
1: I think it had a reverse effect on me when I was told that wo bada hai, and it pricks in both ways. I mean, it's not just one street, yeah. right? And, um, you know, like uh, our uh, upbringing uh, was about like a single parent, and mm-hmm. um. It didn't matter that time, you know. Like, um, it was just comfortable, like single or both parents, uh, And I didn't have to directly like, take up a stance. I mean, maybe a few points. What mm-hmm. was it for you.
0: I think from a sibling perspective, it didn't really matter so much. Uh, there were other things, but whether it was like me or you i think we had the same kind of things which we were probably dealing with mm. i was just a little maybe more aware of the realities of life because mm. again that was just the uh oh yeah so then, then in a way it's like yeah like maybe it's almost like saying you know i used to understand everything maybe six years before you did <laughs> yeah so that's so, why the
1: difference like how was it for yeah. you? six years oh
0: yeah yeah. So I think when you were still a kid, I had already realized that, oh, there we be a, like, you know, being raised by a single parent and mm-hmm. the implications and the ramifications of it. And by the time I was, I had already figured it out and I was over it is when you started realizing it. And then that time, <laughs> I think in my head, I used, just used to be like, wait a minute, this is an old topic. Why are we like, why is she discussing this right now? And it's only now when we're talking, I'm thinking about it that like, yeah, maybe even in college, like, you know, I moved on to uh, other stuff and other priorities of life. Right of adulthood. And you were then maybe in your teenagers realizing the impact of this thing and Right. I don't know. I mean I'm just saying maybe Yeah, I think
1: we I mentioned it in one of the phone calls. And yeah, our perspectives would change at different stages. Yeah. Uh, but I think yeah. you like as a mature individual I took it in your stride to deal with it. And for me, my questions popped in later in different ways. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I think I've been I've been very dismissive at times and, and since this is a good point I want to make like I want to apologize also in a way that a lot of times you call up on stuff and they sound trivial to me now and I think and I'm thinking out loud mm. that maybe it's because I've already thought about it made peace about it and moved on
1: mm.
0: and when you reach out to me I'm a little like unfair <laughs> in my approach I'm just like
1: so yeah, yeah, you know? like We don't truly mean to be the way in that particular scenario. Of course.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it would surprise me then that why is she talking about this right now? This is such a known fact and known thing. <laughs> but I think it's, it's that, that the realization happens at different times for different people and, and <laughs> one needs to still acknowledge it. And I think exactly. as an elder sibling, I think uh, maybe there's a little more responsibility of me being more empathetic hmm. uh, but yeah
1: I mean it works for me like a biological clock which reminds me every now and then that there used to be this uh, the other parent and um, how you mm. know like this constant compassion maybe just keeps you in check of your resources and the people around you mm. uh, the difference they make. Mm. so you mm. know like obviously there's a sense of first kid versus second kid you know the first kid is mm. yeah uh, independent yeah. and the second kid kind of takes um like the um you know follows around um, right. um like again, like I yeah, I think knew you were more careful versus I was the most mm. yeah, free per- uh, person and I had to be told that no you have to be more disciplined, so you know it didn't come naturally to me
0: right. um, but as as a as a, as, a, as an elder sibling, I would still be. So as much as uh, I might be envious of that carefreeness which you have I'm also extremely uh, like now when I'm an like now when I'm more of like a, a, a adult if I may say so mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I have a lot of things figured out I try to take extra care to kind of protect that carefreeness within you so <laughs> uh, I would rather like a lot of things I would not do in my uh, in my life uh, because uh, I might chicken out on that, saying that oh, I have to be more responsible and careful. Mm. But for you, I would be like, yes, you should totally go out and do that because I feel that's your natural instinct. Mm. Uh, also, so uh, maybe in the in the growing up years, there was a tendency to you know uh, standardize everything. So all kids needs to grow up in the same way, and by everyone who's by like 15 years should be doing this and stuff. Yeah. I think now in the adult age, it's more about like individuality, and I would rather like keep protecting that individuality of yours hmm. uh, even when like you know society tells like oh you should be doing this or mm-hmm. as an elder brother you should be taking care of your younger sister in this way or you should tell her to do these things i'm like i don't think so <laughs> uh, i think she's a she she's a fine and an amazing individual <clears throat> and people might have like difficulties understanding that like mm-hmm. i've had my fair share of difficulties right. in understanding that but I, but i really love your uh, Uh, like that. That you know, do do like do as I feel like, kind of an attitude at times. It obviously used (laughs) to be checked at times, but uh, yeah, it can be toxic. And
1: we've kind of broken out of our shells to be Mm. what we are, and that takes a lot of Mm. courage. So I mean, you know, being utterly carefree to being disciplined, and then still, you know, letting go.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right way of putting it. So, um. Yeah. And I think I also as a kid, like I always felt like you were like, oh, you know, this <clears throat> more protected by mom and, you know, being like, maybe just the two of you, just like you were almost like Chipko fight <laughs> mom. And I was more like, no, I'm like, I think in my head, I was just trying to play this part of being, uh, mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not just the son, but also the man of the house in some way. Mm-hmm. So I just like Separated and and that thing is what I like remember as one of the differences. Like okay. you for a better part of your life were like always with mom? Um
1: uh, yeah, I mean I did not shun my mom's company. Like I mm-hmm. I related I mean, when you relate, when you find things more agreeable to you around you, you kind of mm-hmm. stick to it. So mommy was that constant, has been one. I'm very yeah, gracious me, about it. Yeah, it's me, I I just... my whims. <laughs> I mean, I mean she's,
0: still, she's still doing it we've kind of now like worked on her also to let go a little of you and on you also to kind of let go a little of her and let's see how that goes but in terms of that confident part i think for me i think i picked up like writing like a journal very early on and yeah. that became like one of my places to go and scribble down stuff which i didn't mm. think anyone was understanding mm. and of course like i was extremely close and i'm still extremely close to nani so, yeah, uh, he was one person who I speak to talk, speak to a lot of things about. And uh, then I also had uh, uh-huh. Taruama to, you know, kind of uh, spend that boyish years of mine playing cricket mm. and, you know, going in, fetching food because we were both like uh, foodies who usually love food. So, yeah, mummy for you and a bunch of other things for me. <laughs> or maybe that's just how I'm looking at it.
1: No, I think, like, we had our own places of um, solace. So it started with mummy, then it could end with toys. And then, you know, like, because I looked up to you, so I also, like, had my own journal writing uh, sessions, mm-hmm. um, being creative. So I think I took pleasure in, like, the hobbies mummy kind of cultivated in me. So, uh. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to, like, learn around. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, when I was studying, I had my weaknesses and, you know, you wouldn't imagine it was English and even maths, like, forever. (laughs) And because of my goof-ups, like, you know, you kind of uh, stepped in, thanks to mom, who also said, like, sana needs support here. And, you know, I... I again didn't want to match up this uh, gap of you being better academically and I lagging in maybe consistency on my approaches and Mm -hmm. it could have deterred my um, long-term success. But I think I was just in my zone, slow and steady, just to like grow up Mm -hmm. and see where it takes me. But I think having the right set of people around and um, I think books were like my constant. So... Um, you know I just uh, found my way thank god <laughs> so how did you feel Um, me uh, you know like with these goof ups and how did you kind of find a way to bridge the gap
0: I think I just saw like a bunch of other sibling pairs and I realized very early that you know kids don't have to be the same both kids and then these are the kind of things which are also said in school like mm-hmm. don't compare and these things okay so I think mm. I picked up on that. And then it was never a point of like real comparison between the two of us. So I didn't feel like uh, mm. you were there. I think it was also the, the the male privilege. So it just made me feel like, yeah, the man has to be more better than the female. When I was <laughs> <young>. <laughs> okay. I like, if she's not interested, maybe she will, you know, she'll get married. And then that, that will sort everything out for us. But I have to work, study really hard to get a job mm. and stuff. So, I'm talking about like when I was like about 12 and 14 and stuff, right? Mm. So, I didn't even know like what patriarchy was. But yeah, these concepts of like you have to be the bread earner, a mm. bread, take the
1: lead and in things.
0: It. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, it's okay if even if she's not like really
1: up to uh, the mark even, and low.
0: I'm not up to the mark, but if she's if she's not like excelling <laughs> in uh, academics in the way maybe I am. Not that I used to enjoy it or uh, it's not that I used to be like, wow, I was struggling with it in my own ways, hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah, I was just able to score better marks. So, yeah, but it was not something which I used to ever be like, oh yeah, I will.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, <laughs> then I also like had my um, uh, strengths where I could help you through conversations with girls over phone during school. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we kind of, really uh, were the good siblings, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of bonding. Yeah, so,
0: so, th- yeah, so th- this is one thing which, you know, I think I won't think probably just like touch very lightly upon, like loosely upon. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I've always felt, like I think you said about a single parent, mm-hmm. right? So because of mom and because of nani, mm-hmm. I felt... Way more comfortable with, uh, and and a bad, better bulk of our teachers being uh, female, <laughs> teachers, I felt way more comfortable in a female company. Yeah. So, uh, but again, in a city like Nagpur, uh, girls and guys talking too much is not like something which people parents appreciate. Ooh. And I think mean, that was one of the reasons why, in order to make like some phone calls, I would probably need some of your help. <laughs> uh, and,
1: and in yeah. no time, you were just by yourself. Uh, making the best of friends, and uh, I mean you. I mean there, there is a type, you know, like either you're the males type or the females, and some it never there's never balance. So, but you still strike a good balance uh, in terms of gender conversation.
0: I try to, <laughs> I try to. <laughs> I don't think that's like so. I mean now I don't think I don't think that is so. Uh, con I'm so conscious about it, but uh, invariably, yeah. I mean I think I have a fair share of friends, so. right both the genders and is that something similar with you as well?
1: Yeah, I think like I took my own time to figure out Mm -hmm. what made me uh, feel good, you know, so stepping out of family and then um, conversing with others uh, matching interests, you know, there's sort of interest alignment and you see uh, where things fit better and maybe it could fit better uh, in both Uh, gender rules, so it's it's a matter of opening yourself up and uh, that is one process itself so I would not like fixate on one and you know like people have stereotypes so you know I've not been uh, the stereotyped individual which can be labeled in one bucket so I uh, live for myself if you say this person um, be it male or female I would go for myself test the conversation and make my own relationship happen so i'm the like free flowing
0: fair enough yeah and i think the other other important part of like in general like you know just these years have been how we've looked at money between the two of us you know like starting it off from like pocket money which uh was a concept like really new to middle class Hmm. kids but but I think either I was watching like TV or like seeing other friends getting it, and I was like, "Hey, I need to get like this x amount of money every week or every month." Uh, when maybe I was in like you know class ninth or class yeah. ten, which was like about fifty rupees or hundred rupees. Yeah. Uh, and.
1: Uh, a very wise. I, I don't really
0: remember if. I don't really remember if you had like a fixed allowance or something like that.
1: Uh, no, I was not organized on spendings. So I just like went up to mom and said I want this, and she would prioritize her budget and maybe try to add that to it. But uh, there was a lot of negotiation over there as well.
0: Yeah, I mean I remember, and most of that money would just go on like eating like uh, <laughs> uh, you know s- stuff out from stalls uh, on the roads and streets like that. Yes. Um, and and then a little bit of maybe was it wasn't saved, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, that's most of the, uh, uh, time that we had, like, you know, hmm. uh, while we were like growing up and
1: actually the, enjoying life, don't I... you think like we were in control, but also, a little. Yeah, I think,
0: I think uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, now when I look back at it, I think my childhood was like really good. Uh, though I think that time when I was growing up, I had a lot of more, like, I used to think like, oh, I was not getting a lot of things, but hmm. I think. A lot of things which I got which are very useful Mm -hmm. in terms of upbringing and stuff were way more important and I got them unconsciously without realizing Mm -hmm. them like the importance of like, you know, uh, watching TV, news debates, not the kinds that happen these days, but, uh, uh, you know, just seeing like newspapers and books all around the kind of that impacted my upbringing. Uh, uh, The kind of conversations we would have very like uh all, all throughout i think we've been very given an environment where we could speak our mind as a yeah. kid also or uh you know not to do petty talk and stuff like that right. so i think whereas i was looking more in terms of like materialistic uh things available to me and comparing with other friends but mm. uh, i think got a lot of gold uh in in, in a form which i wasn't even looking mm. at uh do you also remember it in that same manner or, or what was like childhood for you in terms of uh uh, you know these years mm-hmm.
1: so i was uh, i was pretty i was enriched though. by relationships um uh, you know um okay. and um you know like yeah if you would call it materialism um uh, but you know you have to shed the inessential so that was not a concept to me like it's like uh get what you need you know uh be like a mm. more Needy kids, needy for a lot of leaving, things, uh, and also getting attention because of being the younger mm. sibling. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, man. So yeah, and you would, I mean, there attention. are parts where you wouldn't regret being that kid. Or, um, mm. you know, it's just that uh, your exposure to things define you. So maybe if you have had what you didn't want, you'll only realize what you need. So maybe it's, mm. it's a good um, balance of experiences. So, you know, like, you, you know, right, age is just a number, they say. And with our six years, mm-hmm. I mean, they have been a great number for me, like, as a, from a, being a kid. I think
0: next next big milestone in terms of, like, you know, I feel like a difference in the way, maybe our age or it could be gender. And I think that's what I always keep contesting about. Like, is this thing happening because I'm elder and you're younger? Or is this happening because I'm male and you're female? Like, is there, what are the, these subtle male privileges that I've got versus you haven't. And, mm. and one point to talk about it would be I actually got the opportunity to go out uh, for my undergraduate studies out of mm. Nagpur, whereas I remember clearly that you also wanted to do that, but you decided then eventually to stick
1: mm. Mm. in mm.
0: Nagpur uh, for your undergrad. No,
1: actually, like... Uh, um... You know, it's like the people around you, what they're doing. So that influences you a lot. So you went and maybe I also thought I had to go. But, you know, I think the factors Mm -hmm. need to be exactly right. Where your parents think you need, you are just in the right place to step out. And versus I actually needed some more Mm -hmm. time. Uh, Maybe I Mm -hmm. didn't realize it like, oh, I'm not mature. Or maybe I just didn't feel ready. Mm -hmm. So it kind of combined with their Mm -hmm. theory also that I'm not mature. Versus, um, you know, then my mom would say, as rebellious kid in college, where I had to push through the shell and be Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going out now. So I think it's a matter of readiness as well.
0: Well, that's that's a great part on you to say and not feel like you've been othered. (laughs) Uh, Whereas I remember I made a lot of you and cry and I said like, if I can go out to study when I'm this age. Why shouldn't she be able to? And I think I was just trying to push the envelope a mm-hmm. little more. And I'm glad in a way that you You're really did, supportive. Uh, I think
1: uh, as a uh, elder kid and not yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember and not selfish much, about our experiences.
0: Yeah, I remember this one day when we were just like almost decided, and mom was like, "No, let her be here and Nakpur only with me and stuff." And I'm like, "Why are you? <laughs> why are you behaving like this? Uh, you know, abla nari types kind of a thing for your daughter also." Uh, mm. I think she can handle it and only when she steps out she'll really know yeah. what she will learn and stuff. And I think in general also you're the kind of person who likes to learn by doing rather than by watching. I think that's one I uh, guess. Quality mm. of your,
1: You know, I really stand by your this honestly, philosophy. I think when you also call it out that you have to ask for some things, otherwise the answer will also be always be no. <clears throat> so you you ask for yeah. it and you also do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. <clears throat> so I'm glad at least that for post-grad and after that, like for work and all, you've been out only now. Mm. So it might've come a slightly delayed uh, this exposure to the world, but I think that's what really helps Mm. an individual to kind of grow. So I think one area where I thought like the privileges or the advantages of being a a elder kid were limited was Mm. I didn't really have anyone to look up to uh, Mm. while I was growing up. So Mm you know, be it in terms of what kind of professions to pick up or how to probably lead your life as like, say, a teenager or as an adult or, you know,
1: yeah.
0: so many things where I was, I wanted to do a lot more, but I had to kind mm-hmm. of go ahead and figure it out all, all, all out on my own. Yeah. And that and, and I was like, I think that is one, one point where I was just like, wow, Sana doesn't have to figure this out either because I will figure it out for her already or, uh, it's not even expected out of her. Uh, again, maybe that could be because, like, I I just thought like the responsible or the responsibility stuff came more naturally to me versus you were more this free bird who was just like uh, I me myself. Like you know, I used to call you a hmm. princess of Bijapur because you, you used to be in the <laughs> manner of like her highness and stuff. And even if we had like the most basic of resources and stuff, your ambitions and aspirations in general were like these. Uh, maybe skyrocketing kind of a thing and and, and and I think now I appreciate that because it also gives that killer instinct go get attitude which doesn't take into uh, cognizance like oh this is my reality like you know that sense of distorted reality where you don't let your current things limit you uh, mm. uh, is something which I like really like with you obviously with certain caveats though but <laughs> Yeah, no one to look up to versus for you. Did you think there was someone always to look up to uh, in terms of making decisions? Or were you more like, hey, let me pick my own decisions and I don't need a frame of reference?
1: No, I mean, um, as I was growing up, I looked up to you and uh, took validation from people around because, you know, being in a protected place, you can't really do what you want uh, versus when you go out, start earning Mm -hmm. is when now you can make most of your decisions yourself. But uh, major life decisions still need um sort of sounding board with the okay. family. Okay. If to sit down and say, um, I'm not sure if this is right. So you have to tell me. Um and maybe some monetary decisions as well. Mm-hmm. So um <clears throat> you know, maybe like when I think about um if I had like started a little earlier outside mm-hmm. the hometown mm-hmm. for graduation, would I have been a little different? Would opportunities be different, you know, like but that thought comes to your have, mind sometimes. Sorry?
0: That thought comes to your mind sometimes.
1: Yeah, like, you know, oh, I started in this year. What would I have been earlier? You know, like you kind of uh, compare with others um, yeah. around you. Like they started uh, uh, their life right. outside um, right. right from graduation. So, you know, their share of experience is different, but everyone has his own, uh, their own yardstick for uh, achievement. So, you know, yeah, I think every you should value that? So, what do you think? Like, or do you think that was the right age to start uh, studying outside
0: for me myself right hmm. yeah I think so and also because of the kind of place that I want that I went for my studies which was uh, very utopian in a lot of ways and very uh, okay. uh, dystopian in a lot of ways also <laughs> yeah. but maybe that that we can talk in a in a little like you know education and stuff but I look back at that time like if I hadn't gone over there and probably if I would have gone through a Either a more conventional kind of education or mm. uh, stuck around in Nagpur, things yeah. would have been different. Though even within Nagpur, uh, mm. that one year that I spent in Hislop was very liberating because it, it just showed me like how big the world was and what a mm. small cocoon we was living in when we were <laughs> back in school.
1: I know, right?
0: Oh, so it was by a lot of charms which played upon there. Yeah. Uh, Again, like I said, like you know, probably if, if I get into that conversation, it would be a very long one. But yeah, let's say a lot of lot of serendipity and lot of chances came about.
1: Yeah, but I, I cannot believe that you had no one to tell you uh, or no one to follow per se, because the place where we coming from, like Nagpur, and the people who have made it, may have been limited to the world outside, which we only explored later onwards and realize this right. is good for us and a good blend of choices and you know it's never just one subject it's maybe amalgamation right. of more than one right? which makes you happy right. so yeah that's where kind of we are also looking at in our career yeah so how uh, did you manage the first relationship um, you know like I thought it came naturally to you and I took a cue from you because I was not trained in this concept of managing a first relationship?
0: I think it was just like a part of growing up and teenage years. So hmm. I think we're just like exploring and uh, there was no like set path or anything like that. But in general, hmm. just, like I just said, like, you know, I've been like pretty, I, I like to believe like I can speak well. and I'm a little like, you know, my cute temples normally really help. So, I think those were a couple of things, but just like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hmm. and the hormones, I guess. Yeah, I think, I think, I think just that, and no, no specific way in terms of like what I wanted from it or what the thing was, but just like, yeah, you know, in a school but, life, this part, yeah, they, part
1: is attached to the first relation, I mean, having a relationship. What? and you were your own parameter. Like there's a lot of age appropriateness mm. attached to first relationship, which mm. parents would throw around teachers as mm. well. Mm. Um but yeah, it's yeah. you decides. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, kuch nahi. It's like sab college ja karna hai. As if in college that thing is like permitted and allowed. Like relationships in India are like never allowed, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, like you said, like age appropriateness, whatever you feel right with that age, you can probably decide. Uh hmm. Obviously, with responsibility uh, over your shoulders, but uh, yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, like, in terms of maturity, definitely were there. Like, I never had to say, oh, my brother's so immature. Mm. Like, I never had to feel embarrassed, maybe, versus I might have. (laughs) In your case, you could say. So, um, you know, you had your maturity blooming, um, you know, right after you stepped out of the house and you did more things that I could have imagined. I would just be like, how does Bai do this? How does he book? How does he travel from Mm. one city to another? Mm. How does he fill out an application form? So I used to kind of, um, you know, be in awe of your MIT journey. Mm. But still, like, while you were doing your life, Mm. um, there were lesser discussions about life Mm. in general. So um, maybe, like, then I took my, um, took a lead, like, in in informing myself in ways and you would still like come in here and there to say, "Sana you should do this or yeah. do that." It's what people are doing. Mm. Uh, but for me, like discussions harbored more growth and openness, um, you mm. know, sort of orientation to things. So I, I uh, appreciated this part as well. Um, you know, I mean, no one you can't just like put a steroid in someone say just grow up now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or say, I mean, and never like. Or to compare with someone else's brother, sibling, say, oh, that that uh, sibling is much more supportive than mm. my own. Mm. I think we took our own sweet time to reach where we are. And that's yeah. Uh, remarkable.
0: Yeah, I think I was also very hard on you a lot of times because I thought, like, of course, you are supposed to do this. Like, why? why is that even a question to be considered? And... For me, interactions with you are more like stopgap. So, you know, only where there would be like a problem, I would talk to you. But again, be Uh extremely dismissive and correctional in the entire conversation. Mm -hmm. And Mm. now when I look back at it, obviously you would get more irritated because every time we would have a conversation would only (laughs) mostly be when you were doing something which I didn't think was right. And for all other times, I thought, yeah, that's fine that she's figuring it out for her. Um, mm. but I realized there has to be a balance in terms of, uh, me also appreciating a lot of things which you're doing and mm. then being more constructive in my feedback and criticism and then mm. yet be open to you to take your own decisions. And that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, that's a very layered thing. Like I have already said <laughs> some three different things in that one sentence, uh, And it's taken me years to kind of articulate it. And it's still a struggle uh, where I have to be like, okay, objective one is to do this. If it doesn't get Mm. met, then objective two is this. And then the the bigger objective is this. Uh, So what I'm I'm trying to say is like guidance Mm. and uh, supervision or whatever, like, you know, uh, uh, Mm. yeah, like guidance is like a bigger thing. But guidance doesn't mean like the person whom you're, guiding has to exactly do as per your guidance the person still has the Mm -hmm. liberty to kind of make their own decisions and you should still be okay if those decisions end up with results which are not working in your favor you can't like hold the results Mm -hmm. as benchmarks to say see i told you don't do this because now this has happened because frankly speaking no one knows what is going to happen next so
1: if your decisions
0: turn out fruits which everyone is happy about then you have to acknowledge that also that I had told you not to do this, but you went ahead, uh, went ahead and did something, yeah. and look, the returns are way more better, right? Um, yeah.
1: And the more repetitive this process is, that one person who's been saying it yeah. gets the feeling that you know one has a sort of uh, experience and superiority, and the other person is boundless. So that's yeah. what has happened. I think I I bond my hands uh, a lot of times. Uh, I used to be more um, reserved to my own opinions and ways Mm -hmm. and I used to be proud of it like it's my way but um, I I, uh, kind of acknowledged points Uh, I heard feedback and I filtered the good and the bad and realized what to keep and what to let go of what not to let affect me yeah Yeah. that's what I think shaped me uh, in my like growth process So um, when I look at it, like I was the introverted one, you know, Mm. maybe being protected in the school, having a teacher mother, versus you Mm. did not have much of that, uh, you know, Mm. uh, Mm. zone. And then when I kind of um, stepped, broke through my shell um, into college, um, maybe then I understood myself as an ambivert. Mm -hmm. uh, Like it's just a these are phases i mean uh, you can't yeah. say that oh i'll choose to be like an introvert for the rest of my life like there's no one there's no one who's pledging it what about you uh were you the same anytime
0: uh i think was, i think for my better part of my life i've been like extremely insecure so there are two mm-hmm. ways of dealing insecurities one is like you need to portray this larger than life kind of of impression so you want to be like Mm. oh i can do this also i can do extempore also i can do elocution also i can do drama also i want to be first in class also not because you want to do any of these things but because you are like so insecure within yourself that you're like how can i not be doing this because you know it it could be it could be just this one thing uh which could set me apart or differentiate me from the others and in that sense uh also school helped because school was like okay try out the hundred thousand mm-hmm. things which are there as extra extracurricular activities yeah. so even if i was like oh i don't i don't think i can play this sport well i'm like no i should play a sport and then it's also the ma- the mm-hmm. guy thing male thing right like i said like patriarchy is such a uh, uh finely sprinkled interspersed between your different parts of life that y- mm-hmm. as a guy you just thought that all of these things you should be able to do you know you should be able to like dive on mm-hmm. a field and you know get bruises and scars. Or you should pick up a fight with someone and beat someone up and i'm just like maybe i should like even right now like i, I speak to komal sometimes and i'm yeah. just like you know i don't have a scar to show like i'm a man enough and stuff <laughs> I, never, I, never, I never went into a fight and like you know my mother was called and said like hey he hit this boy so hard and i'm like damn i should have done something okay. like that uh so so those parts like made maybe like portrayed a feeling of me being an extrovert mm-hmm. and stuff but then there's yeah. also like people who really know me know that I generally am like, uh, I don't know, in general, I've always been like, uh, uh, the, the people who really understand me or the topics that I'm really passionate about are very few. So mm. uh, in that sense, I'm, a, I'm an introvert in the sense like I don't think a lot of people understand me the way I want to understand right. myself. I think the world understands me. So I think there's a lot of uh, uh, part of it. Uh not introvert in the sense like not opening up to people, but there are parts of me which I don't think anyone gets beyond a point.
1: Uh, okay. I, I don't so think don't the
0: world know. gets it beyond a point. So I don't like sometimes I open up about it, a lot of times I don't open up about it. uh, mm. uh but yeah, I'm like more, up an Yeah, maybe I don't know. I think but so like you, you said, right? Like probably everyone is an ambivert all throughout uh, uh
1: possibly, I, that, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, like, my early years of MIT, people were say, like, why were those first two years when you didn't speak to anyone and stuff? And I was just like, I, my, my traditional answer is, like, I was observing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know uh-huh. which way to, because I could... It is,
1: actually, like, uh, a part of introvertedness um, has mm-hmm. something to do with observation, absorbing mm-hmm. things, and maybe mm-hmm. understanding the way forward when things are new. Mm-hmm. Or maybe some people are just there to stand up for themselves and do what is right to them and they don't like think mm. through mm. could be possibly yeah. yeah yeah but playing it safe maybe uh, in, being an introvert is I think so one can actually make it a conscious choice um, yeah. and also figure the way of life you know mm. uh, in, a, in a positive way uh, sure. not saying I want to be a you know a social outcast Um, yeah. <clears throat> but being a you know, like little, keeping things protected at the right places.
0: Sure.
1: So you know what you're calling as insecurities now. Um, mm. I think what I see it as like pushing boundaries all the time. I just really appreciate about you because if you were not this person, I would also yeah. be sitting home, just uh, maybe done have masters, and wow. uh, you know, taking a very conventional job in the same city. So what you have okay. defined for yourself is um something which uh, it takes a lot of energy and time to think about they're not just like oh ideas they're also plans right. mm. and you have that finesse over there from a very early age making excels thank you for, you know. thank you for
0: complimenting yeah. on that
1: yeah Excel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the first part of the two-part conversation the part two of which
1: will be posted next week.